things uh jump right into this kavanaugh mess i guess since i talked about it last week uh so senators they confirmed and uh, judge kavanaugh to be the supreme court justice the vote was 50 48 4 so now he's the supreme court justice and uh the law of the land and the vote prior, uh, that was the final vote they voted initially, it was 51-49, so this fucking thing was very narrow. The margin was uh, small. And uh, it divided the country in a major way, at least as far as I can tell. And there's a reason for this. Uh, there's no escaping, everybody is kind of at least uh, aware on a surface level about what the fuck is happening, so... Uh, this is a cultural movement and it's occurring and the decision uh, from the Senate has reverberated out into society. So I think that's why um, people get emotional about this. People argue till fucking kingdom come and um, here we are today uh, confirmed and not a lot of people are happy about this. Uh, and you don't really know the outcome right people just have to make decisions and then deal with the repercussions that occur so let's look at it uh, both ways let's say he gets denied and uh, more women sort of accuse men of atrocities right so since this thing has happened uh, women have like it's gone through the roof right like uh, 300% I think I read one article 450% in some counties where they reported uh, sexual harassment from women so um and and they will say that you have to believe all women right because um women wouldn't lie about something like this and they and they posit that as fact um so that's their side of the argument and the other side of the argument is um we confirm him and women feel as though it is useless to come out from things that have happened in their lives that have created, you know, internal torment. And so it's like a lose-lose situation or a win-win situation depending on the lens you wear. So um, I don't know what the right answer is here. I know that it's an absolute mess. Um, on the one hand, I kind of feel for the guy because his family got drugged into this thing and they really had no part of this they it should have been between him and dr ford but uh the family got a bunch of death threats and uh you know uh, she got called stupid on twitter a bunch of nonsense that i think uh shouldn't have gone on so um, I don't know. I just think we look ridiculous. Other countries look at us like, what in the fuck is happening over there? So, I don't know. Um, as I said last week, my opinion doesn't really matter. I just think this is kind of a bummer that this kind of shit happens. I wish, I wish politics was just kind of like something we brushed off. Like we could just trust them and be like, yeah, uh, we choose, we chose the, we made the right decision as a people and we don't have to kind of provide this hysteria oversight because we made the right decision and we trust them and they're they are credible and they will fix the things necessary uh to make our country better so um i think that's what um the founding fathers wanted but somewhere along the way we've lost that guiding light and um, now it's just tribal warfare between left and right and 
I don't know who's right. I mean, I, Dr. Jordan Peterson talks about the left actually having a point, even though he opposes the left, right? On the one hand, yeah, things are unfair. Things are dramatically unfair. The rich are getting richer. The poor are are staying poorer. You know, they, uh, their argument for inequality is a good one because you, you can clearly look at, like, let's say the French Revolution, right? The French Revolution, the people were fed up of the shit, right? They were poor. They really didn't have anything to eat while royalty inside the walls were eating like kings and queens. So... They got sick and tired of the shit, and they stormed the castle, right? They they had an interesting strategy because they actually uh, equipped farmers and women, and women led the the storming of the castle, and the knights didn't know how to react because they're not going to hit a woman or slay a woman, a girl. So, you know, they just overtook and just took what is there. So the argument from the left, like, hey... We need to fucking control this inequality thing because this shit will come crashing down in a way that will destroy everyone. Got a good point. The left has got a good point. But the right is like, alright, we should have less government. We should let communities kind of uh, figure their shit out. More people should get involved and they're right too. Um, but there's a lot of fucking people. There's so much people that you can't provide jobs for everyone. It doesn't seem as though everyone uh, can live uh, a, a decent life, right? You're going to have homeless. You're going to have hierarchies. You're going to have people that are addicted to drugs that bring the system down. You're going to have people that abuse un unemployment. You're going to have people that abuse the pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies. And shit will get raised and taxpayers will have to pay and fucking bail out a bunch of corporations. So, I don't know, man. It's, uh, there, we need to have a healthy balance somewhere, somehow. But I don't have the answer. And I'm not even sure if an answer exists. So, um, you know, I if you know me personally, um, you know that I'm kind of not optimistic about uh, the way things are going so that's how I feel about that uh, super important decision so much so that uh, this v video went viral uh, on Twitter and social media Portland Oregon they had a bunch of uh, let's just call them left people from the left uh, had blocked the intersection and made people go a certain way and say you can't go this way and they're just upset people and um, just out of control, uh, Portlandians or Oregonians. But well, no, I can't say Oregon people because it was mostly uh, people in Portland. It's funny. I have family in Oregon and friends in Oregon, and uh, they will usually uh, avoid Portland because of situations like that. And a lot of people in Oahu will avoid Waikiki in that sort of same manner. So. Yeah, alright, I'll jump into this song. Um, hopefully case closed on Judge Kavanaugh until the Democrats take over the Senate and the House and then they're talking about, you know, impeaching him and then we fucking go through this roller coaster again and, you know, we're going to have another presidential election which is going to fucking, you know, drag us through an emotional uh, whirlwind and force us to decide and make decisions on probably shitty candidates again, so. Um, you know, they always say that the person that is best to lead usually doesn't want to lead, so it's a conundrum in finding leadership in politics or organizations or whatever, so. Um... I was I was strapped for a song, and I didn't really know what to play. I knew I wanted to play um, this song two episodes ago. This is a, I took a pill in Ibiza, but it's a remix. It's with Connor Maynard and uh, uh, M A H M U T. I don't know how to say that. Mahmoud Orhan. This was kind of our song in Kuwait. I was in Kuwait. 
city called Al Jaber, but um, you know we were like twenty minutes from Kuwait City, so uh, oftentimes we'd go to Kuwait City or we'd go to Faha Hill, and you know we'd go shopping and uh, you know check out the sites, or we'd go you know we went jet skiing near Green Island, and uh, you know we rented a bunch of bicycles and you know bicycled all around. Um, people say avoid the middle city like Middle East like the plague. And generally, I would agree to that, but there's a, you know, the Middle East can be kind of like the Gulf states, like Qatar is kind of cool, Kuwait's kind of cool, but you can't go during the summer because that shit is like really hot. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I always used to tell people, um, I, you, I don't really believe in hell, but it like, let's say reincarnation exists, right? So let's say you lived a bad life. And like you were mean to people and, you know, you, you didn't really help people and blah, 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 right? You just were kind of a shitty person. Uh, instead of going to hell, you just get re, uh, reborn in uh, Qatar or Kuwait. Because 120, 125 degrees, um, just day after day after day is just, you know, fucking insane. It's insanely hot. So... Um, we would listen to the song a lot when we drove uh, to and from or around Kuwait City. Um, and everybody in the truck liked this song. So I took a pill in Ibiza. Um, check it out.
how's that for a song? Uh, kind of peaceful, kind of relaxing. Um, I find that song to be really good, especially when you drive long distances. We played it over and over. People in the backseat were like, hey, play that song over again. So it's a good song, brings back memories. Um, I have those kinds of songs where, um, you know, it takes you places. Music is the highest art form, right? It takes you the furthest, the fastest emotionally, whereas, you know, stand-up comedy or other art forms will uh, may take you to a place and it may take some time, you know, like a, a bit uh, may, you may, I may, I may need 20 to 25 seconds to set up the punchline and then you're finally laughing like let's say 40, 45 seconds in and then I can tag the joke uh, on the bit and then I have you maybe like laughing three times within a minute, 15. So in the stand-up comedy world, they look at what is called LPMs, uh, laughs per minute, and um, it in no way compares to music when it comes to um, where the art form takes you emotionally. So that song immediately takes me back uh, to Kuwait and uh, the team uh, that we had in out in Kuwait. So um, yeah. Move on. We'll check out my life here. Uh, I forgot how much of a pain in the ass getting a mortgage is. Um, more so when you have multiple mortgages already. So underwriters. Underwriters are sort of, if you're not really in the real estate or loan world. Underwriters have the power of uh, approving your loan. Um and you have a loan officer who kind of plays a middleman, right? The underwriter, you don't have direct access to the underwriter. There's a barrier there and it's with good purpose because sometimes you just want to shove your hand in an underwriter's mouth and pull out their skeleton because um, you submit a certain thing and that's ah, not good enough. Do it again, right? I need this instead. Nope, that. that's not going to work. Nope, give me this. Okay, that works too, but can you add this too? And it's a fucking absolute pain in the dick. So, underwriters, they love making people jump through hoops. Especially hoops that are lit on fire, you know. Uh, like in the circus, they light the hoop on fire and you jump through. Um, I can't really blame them, you know. They're just doing their job. They're just covering their ass. And we sort of live in a society where... That's what this whole game is about. It's about covering your ass, you know? No one wants to be blamed for anything um, as safety, you know, is the best best thing ever, right? We always ask, how can I be safe, right? That's like the question. How can I be comfortable? What's the best route for me to kind of skate through this existence with minimal risk and minimal blame? But, you know, that narrative, I, I've... I've been sold that narrative. I've never really bought it. Um, I've always had this rebellious, like, fuck that attitude. Like, I, whatever, for nature and nurture, however I, I could frame this argument, I'm just, I don't know, I just, for some reason, when everybody agrees, I disagree. <laughs> I don't really know why, and I'm not sure if you're like that as well. Um, I just kind of go against the grain kind of dude, and it's been to my detriment a lot of times, and I get it. Um, but the question, the question that guides your life shouldn't be how can I be comfortable, right? What's the best route for me? How can I relax? What's the best options to choose from so that I can lay on my couch and watch TV all day, right? So... Um, I, I don't let that question guide me. Um, bring on the risk, that's what I say, right? Bring on the reward. Um, I remember reading Marilyn Manson's book. Uh, my fuck this title up, but I think it's called, like, The Long Hard Road Out of Hell. Um, that book really is one of the greatest books I've ever read. Uh, that's where I really, like, understood how fucked up comfort can be. And Marilyn Manson uh, basically argued that comfort actually kills ambition and creativity. So, 
um, if you are comfortable, you're good to go, right? That's kind of like an American theme. Uh, there's no reason to do more and accomplish more because you, sir or ma'am, are good to go. So what's the point? Because you're comfortable. It's good to go. Everything's fine, right? Live your day by day until you're <laughs> hooked up with a bunch of needles on a deathbed, right? That's like the goal. And I'm, man, I mean, I forget the name of a book, but a girl that worked in a hospice, uh, she wrote a book. And she was talking about um, some of the biggest regrets from people and some of them say like maybe they should have took, taken more risks or they should have spent more time with family or they should have pursued their dreams and it's a very frightening book. Uh, so I say roll the dice man. If you can roll the dice, roll the fucking dice. Uh, comfort will be your biggest enemy. So yeah. Taking a major risk with uh, acquiring another loan in my personal life. Uh, especially having one deal fall apart recently, uh, which has fucking cost me, you know, hundreds of dollars. Um, it's fine, you know, money comes, money goes. I've been broke, you know, I've had $100,000. Um, so yeah, I believe the animal is most dangerous when cornered. So I know it'll be fine. And I know that, like, my life is alright, everything will be fine. And I kind of enjoy the corner and the unknown variables that arise. Um, what else, my life? I had to do six weeks of school in one week, right? That wasn't fun. That was, like, really insane that I did that. Uh, it's one of the reasons I've been kind of low-key on social media. Um... But in a nutshell, I had to change the topic of uh, my paper and my study as well. I don't recommend doing that if you're, you know, as far into school as I am. I don't recommend doing it unless you absolutely have to or feel the need to, which I did. I felt as though I kind of had to. I had an original topic I wanted to do, but... An advisor um, alongside peers told me it would be too difficult and they recommended against it. So I listened to them, uh, which I kind of regret doing now. Uh, I then changed my topic of study to what they call a qualitative study where a researcher finds a hole in a certain field. In academia, they call it a, a gap in knowledge and I wanted to analyze the difficulties that Generation X has in dealing with leading Generation Y people or, you know, the street term for Gen Y is millennials. Because if you look at, like, the generations preceding X, uh, baby boomers and then traditionalists, or they call traditionalists the silent generation as well, Traditionalists leading baby boomers, nothing much really happened, right? You can look at like the 21 years or so that generation occurred and not much really happened uh, technologically and culturally speaking. So the same thing occurred again when baby boomers started leading Gen X. Um, however, a fuck ton of shit happened when Gen X has to lead millennials or Gen Y. Technology boomed, right? Uh, social media, all this fucking craziness occurred. Uh, drastically revamped the culture and society. Um, yeah, depression is through the roof. A lack of purpose has through the roof, right? Curiosity about philosophy. Uh, absolutely uh, high numbers. General knowledge is kind of ubiquitous. Uh, and so much more. Um... So, like, it's so much so that people can share a bunch of shit on social media and real estate could go up. Uh, cities could be drastically changed. Like Austin, I think of Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas is kind of a small town back in the day, but now everybody's moving there. Everybody's like, Austin's the best. We share these articles, like, top five cities or whatever. Now Austin's just fucking insane, right? Same thing with Colorado. Um, social media can... Uh, radically changed cities so yeah um, this has never happened before right technology has such a major impact on culture and society so what I was looking at was the gap in leadership 
between Gen X and Gen Y, and there's a major disconnect there because Gen X grew up in a way that Gen Y uh, will never understand and vice versa. So, yeah, um, that was kind of my goal to do this study, perhaps emerge with a couple of theories that maybe assists with the leadership field and you know kind of propagate that field. Uh, which is a very confusing field and nobody really knows what's happening. Graduate and move on, right? I, I got too comfortable. Um, I didn't corner myself. I, I fucking kind of went uh, the easy way out. And eventually uh, last week I caught myself and said, what the fuck am I doing, right? I need to do what I want to do no matter how hard it is. So... I was starting to get burned out because, to be honest, I really didn't want to do this study. I, did, I was doing something I didn't want to do, even though I had, you know, committed like two months into this motherfucker. And I knew the stress of changing would be absolutely insane. So I wanted to do what I wanted to do, no matter the difficulty. And every night, you know, four or five hours a night just fucking pumping through and going through the research and uh, taking apart my own study and putting together the new study. So the new instructor, the instructor gave me the approval and here we are again. I'm good to go, so hopefully uh, I can get back on the social medias and uh, start traveling and fucking living my life and uh, hitting up the bars and walking around and meeting people and blah, blah, blah. So the new study, uh, what I want to do is I want to like l analyze a person's leadership position and correlate it with a sense of humor. I think there's something there. I, uh, I don't know what, and I don't think anybody knows what it is, but I think for sure something is definitely there, especially if I lump in sarcasm into the humor definition. I think it's really, really something that needs to be assessed. Uh, I believe personally that a sense of humor is a characteristic for success. Uh, it's just a hypothesis right now, and I'll look to see if there's something to that. Um, they call this a quantitative correlational study, so um, that's the change. Anyway, sorry to bore, bore you with all that shit, but I haven't updated my life in a podcast in, I don't know, four episodes, three episodes, so... I'll hit these questions and, um, yeah, we'll get right down to it. Um, oh, one more thing I wanted to hit. Please don't pay money for people to fix your credit. Like, don't do that. Um, there's like 60 listeners here, so please don't do that. I don't recommend it. I don't think it's good at all. I think it's a fucking sham. Because in order to fix your credit, you need money. So giving your money away to someone is counterproductive to actually fixing your credit. Everything you need to know about credit in general is on the internet. So just read some shit and uh, unfuck your shit. Uh, to me, it's pretty ridiculous. Giving your money away to save some money sounds fucking stupid. Uh, I don't see the point in that. Eventually, they're just going to give you information that you can read, you know, from your phone or from, you know, anywhere you can access the internet. So, anyway, questions time. Uh, from Pizza on Roof. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome right now. Uh, getting, like, some pizza on a roof. Uh, let's, you know. In India, you're in India chilling. Well, I don't know why I said India. You probably get curry in India. Um, you're in Europe. You get some pizza. You go on a roof. You hang out. You drink some wine. Maybe you with your girlfriend or boyfriend or, you know, uh, checking out. I don't know the stars and listening to some music. So and that sounds awesome. I like this guy or girl's name. Is it possible to be a successful real estate agent while attending college? Yes. Well, you have to define successful first. Uh, I don't, as a real estate agent, I don't do a lot of deals. I kind of handpick who I want to work with because if a client is going to be high stress, and trust me, clients can be really high stress, um, 
and to no fault of their own because buying a ho buying a house or home depending on what you're trying to do um, can be super stressful like I talked about underwriters in the introduction and the hoops necessary to jump through can be an absolute pain in the dick or pain in the vagina depending on your gender or the gender you identify with um, so yeah absolute mind fuck uh, to buying a house especially like first-time home buyers they're just um, they are not at ease with the process and, and because it's you know it's novelty for them so pizza on roof I would say you'd have to define successful but if you let's let's go ahead and assume your definition of successful is making enough money to pay off some bills then yes you can be a successful real estate agent while attending college here's the problem you're going to have and this is in my estimation the problem I have with real estate agents is a lot of them don't own homes a lot of them sometimes especially in Hawaii live with their goddamn parents and I understand that it's their hustle right you're gonna have to hustle uh, it's a lot harder. I don't recommend working with a real estate agent that doesn't own a home. It's the equivalent of buying a car from somebody that's never driven a car. Um, it's not a popular opinion and a lot of real estate agents may disagree with me. But um, I, I, don't, I don't see the point in utilizing a real estate agent that doesn't own a home. So, yeah. To be a successful real estate agent while attending college is possible, especially if you're undergraduate degree. Your undergraduate degree shouldn't take too much time. It's just the bachelor's. Anybody can get a bachelor's, so yeah, you can work full-time uh, as a real estate agent as well. And you could probably work part-time somewhere and get your W-2 on, so your call. Henrietta Syndrome interested in getting into selling real estate where to start these questions are from last week i forgot to even grab these i just turned 25 hey congratulations your brain should be fully formed by now 25 26 they think that's when your brain is uh fully mature and have been getting all these new weird and adult desires <laughs> called it i've never wanted to be anything before or thought I'd ever have any goals, but then it hit me like a fish in the face. It hit me like a fish in the face. I'm taking that, that's a good one. I love architecture and houses and think I'd love to get into that line of business. It seems like the labor to profit ratio is also pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, but I have no idea where to even start. Like in terms of education or background skills, any folks in real estate here, uh, how do I just start selling houses and shit? Okay, step one, you gotta go to school, homie. You gotta go to school, pass the test at the school, and then you gotta go take the state and national exam. Uh, two tests, you gotta pass it. So, we did that in Hawaii. I went to school, when did I go to school? 2013? Long time ago. I, no, I deployed in 13. After, after, yeah, so probably summer 2013, I think I went to school. And then I joined a company, a local company, and I didn't really jive with the company. And uh, I just kind of like uh, floated along the way. I didn't really go above and beyond. I ended up finding another company, uh, which I liked a lot, but uh, the boss quit and I was kind of left stranded. And then I got attached to another broker and... Uh, I'm in a much better place now, so yeah, a lot of shit will hit you um, That is out of your control. I Just think you should find a, a Company you jive with and then a broker you get along with uh, So that's the two go to school number one pass the school test number two pass the state and national test number three find a company you like to work with number four and then find a broker you really can get along with number five um, there's a lot of brokers uh, that have different personalities and you want you want to ensure you're under a broker that has the type of personality you can get along with and um, yeah 
um, shit can go very wrong if you have a certain personality that clashes with them because they will be the ones signing your deals. Uh, you cannot make a deal without their signature. So, yeah. From the rise of empires. Where can I learn the habits and routines of top world leaders? I don't fucking know. I'm interested in the way leaders and presidents of the world act. How they go about doing things and the uniqueness each of them have. Where is the best place for me to learn all about them and their ways of acting as a leader? Alright, so the research shows that people that lead, uh, read a lot. Um, CEOs of companies, I think they would 12 books a year? Some fucking crazy. Um, might be 10, but I'm gonna go with 12. Uh, I think I do 3 or 4 books a year. I don't do a lot. I wish I had more time to do more. I end up buying a bunch of books and then giving them away or letting people borrow and then forgot, forgetting that I let people borrow books and then they go, hey, here's your book again. It's like, fuck, I forgot I let you borrow this. So, uh, I'd say reading is huge. Um, exercise is probably huge as well. Health is wealth kind of narrative. Um, because you're able to blow out a lot of stress in a workout. So it doesn't have to be crazy, you don't have to be fucking shredded, you don't have to uh, eat kale and spinach all day every day. Um, but just, just blow your load out every now and then, like, you know, go ham on the treadmill, uh, go to a jujitsu class, like take a Bikram yoga or hot yoga class, um, or like just go for a walk. Uh, go for a walk, clear your mind, um, just get the body moving. Do a kettlebell exercise. I got, you know, three kettlebells and a yoga mat in the living room. So I can always just, you know, fuck it. Let's hit this kettlebell routine. Uh, do a bunch of squats, like stay in place and do 100 burpees. Um, tons of ways to move the body. Um, a high emotional intelligence uh, seems to be one of the prevailing characteristics for top world leaders especially if you have what is called a transformational leadership style um, those two in combination seem to be uh, unanimously uh, selected to be a key indicator of success in an organization so that's what the research shows as well um, I would do all of that or as much as you can that was a lot. I can't even do all of that, so I can't preach what I don't do. From Zyphert. Does the military put the women that have joined on the actual battlefield? Yes. Um, it's a stupid question. Uh, I've met women that are tougher than men, believe it or not. I've deployed with women that I would rather have with me than some men. And... Yeah. And if you think that's crazy, you don't know some women. Uh, some women are fucking tough as nails. I know some women that are men that men are absolutely terrified of. Um, they will get in your face. They will tell you to shut the fuck up. They will shut your shit down. Um, tough as nails women that don't take no shit. So, yes, military puts women out on the actual battlefield and I've been with women where we get mortared and and they don't freak out they don't panic right we seek cover we kind of wait it out uh we then we do sweeps women have responded to what is called UXOs unexploded ordinances that can in fact explode still and destroy uh lives and property but uh yeah women are fucking tough dude they they actually have a higher pain threshold for men, so, than men. So, yeah, you want women with you on the battlefield, especially a fucking tough chick. Uh, she will get your back, like, better than most men. Not most men, but uh, some men, at least. Uh, yeah, this is from Mecca Genghis Khan. People without severe anxiety or depression... What is it like not hating yourself every day? 
All right, so depression, there's two kinds of uh, sides of the coin here. On the one hand, depression is kind of uh, a neurochemical uh, situation, and you need to take uh, SSRIs, antidepressants, SSRIs, let's see if I can get it, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, SSRIs. So, uh, yeah, on the one hand, go see your doctor, man, because uh, your neurons might not be talking to each other, and your depression... Uh, might actually be something you can fix via pills. So, I'd say go talk to your doctor first. But what is it like not hating yourself every day? Um, I think I think people people in general hate themselves. If you don't like hate yourself every now and then, right? If you don't if you don't say like I was kind of being an asshole here, or you know what, my ego got the best of me. That's just part of being a human. You gotta, you gotta check yourself uh, every now and then. So, if people are just kind of willy nilly living their lives and just I'm great, I'm like that's not the kind of people you want to be around. You want people who can attempt to be objective, which may be impossible to do. Um, right there, there's a research paradigm called the post positivism and. Uh, they kind of put forward the notion that the human condition flaws everything, right? Because of our senses, we f- we have a bias no matter what. So um, that is kind of the antithesis or the opposite of positivist. So two kinds of um, um, paradigms that bump heads. So yeah. If you severe, if you really do have severe anxiety or depression, I say go talk to your doc, man, um, because some pills might be life saving for you. Um, okay, from Beefy Taco ninety seven, I think I have depression. How do I go about getting it treated properly? I'm in the U.S. If that matters, same thing. Um, Okay, so you just say depression. The other one was severe depression. Same thing, though. I'd say go talk to your doctor. Um, it might be neurochemical, so uh, some pills might help. I'd also say work out. And what is your eating habits like? If you're just eating all the time and you're overweight and you feel like your life sucks and moving sucks and people talk shit about you and uh, you compare your life on social media a lot and uh, because on social media, you don't get people's real lives everyone knows that right we kind of nobody talks about that ever you get their best life uh you get you you know you i'm traveling and i'm showing like yeah i'm traveling and my life is awesome and people are like at the beach and people are you know like having a great time with their fucking significant other and look i'm at a fancy dinner and you know money is not our problem uh we kind of get people's best versions of themselves so yeah it depends uh i need more information i'd say uh eat relatively healthy or eat a eat in a style that uh helps um any kind of weight gain that might be happening because weight gain can lead to depression um i would say you know get a workout in go for a walk you know uh hit the gym uh, take a martial art, hit the pads, uh, move, just move your body more. So take a yoga class, something. And if those things don't work, obviously, doctor. Me and my girlfriend, oh, this is from Hopeful Nugget. Me and my girlfriend are in an argument about post-masturbation depression. Can girls understand it? Yes, girls can understand it. Um, yeah. Same thing. Um, sometimes a girl, uh, you know, comes to and say, what the fuck is happening? And, you know, she um, wants to bail or, you know, kind of regrets it. And, um, you know, sometimes people say the regret sex is the rape sex. So uh, I think both people kind of um, can have that post master. What is the name of it? I forget, but there's like a scientific name for that um, post-nut syndrome. <laughs> okay, Chrysantha Ropati. What is the difference between a mortgage and a loan? A loan can be simple interest. So like, let's say, 
you buy a car and the car is thirty thousand dollars, right? You you're gonna pay close to thirty thousand uh, dollars at the end of that loan, right? Based on the interest. Whereas a mortgage, on the other hand, you will pay an astronomical amount at the end of the mortgage because it's compound interest, and you pay a lot of the interest up front. So when you look at your mortgage statement, it'll break down like ninety percent of the fucking mortgage is actually interest and 10% will go to the actual principal number so uh, mortgages rape you in a way that regular loans do not when it comes to uh, the conclusion of the loan or mortgage so yeah Fahim 027 do real estate websites provide enough information to make good purchase or rent decisions yes I bought a house uh, without even seeing it in person. I, so I took a look at some pictures. I ran the numbers. I uh, sent a couple of emails and I bought that motherfucker. So, yeah. Do real estate websites? Yes, of course. Um, if the numbers work, that's all that really matters. Does it look good in the pictures? Does the property... Ma um, whoever's going to manage it for you? Does the property manager think it's good? Do you know somebody in the state? Can they go look at it? Can they send you pictures? Can someone send you a video? Um, what does the inspection report look like? Uh, real estate, in in my estimation, is very safe. It's like the safest thing because there's there are so many checks and balances, right? The bank wants to make sure you don't get fucked over, right, when you get a loan. So the bank is going to get an appraiser probably and, uh, you know... The appraiser is going to say, well, this and this and this needs might need to get fixed. And it'll it's actually worth like this much. And uh, if the appraisal comes in less than what your what the selling price is, you might be able to negotiate back down to what the appraiser said, says, hey, this thing is actually worth this instead of that. So there's so much checks and balances in real estate. It's unbelievable. And it's and it's kind of hard not impossible, kind of hard to get royally fucked over. You might get a little fucked over, but in other investments, you can get royally fucked over. And, and if you hold on to real estate long enough, it's so hard to get that uh, fucked over. So, yeah. All right. This one's from Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Hey, Anonymous. Why are you guys asking me questions? You guys have all the answers. This from an anonymous person. I live in an emotionally abusive home and will eventually have to move out. Okay. I've saved over $9,000 so far. Is this enough to move out by October? It's November. No. I don't even know. It is October now. Or do you think wait a few more months? That's, I'm hungry for turkey. I'm thinking it's November already. I've saved over $9,000 so far. Is this enough? Yeah. Depend of course. Doesn't matter the state. Uh, $9,000 to move out? Okay, so let's say you get a place and it's $1,000 a month. They want $1,000 up front as a security deposit, right? And you pay the $1,000 first month rent. So $2,000 to move in. Okay, so let's say... I don't know how much furniture you have. You say you have a room... Uh, abusive home so you probably have a room because a lot of other people live in it so let's say I don't know $400 worst case scenario to move all your shit um, or an and or buy new furniture so get a mattress and fucking start all over $9,000 is enough uh, to move out so you don't have to wait a few more months you live in an emotionally abusive home get the fuck out $9,000 is more than enough you probably have a car, I guess. If you have $9,000 saved, you at least have... You know, my car, first car, was like $300. You can go to Craigslist and get a car that runs for under two grand. So, um, fucking live in your car, worst case scenario. I've done that. Uh, yeah. You're being overly dramatic here. $9,000 is more than enough to move. Um, get your shit together, Anonymous. George Soto, what is business? Everything is business. One of the reasons I changed my 
major. I went from philosophy to uh, business because there's no way around it. I don't see a way around business because let's, okay, two friends are talking, right? And one friend wants to tell the other friend, we should do this, right? There's going to be a sales pitch. There's going to be some marketing to some degree. There's going to be persuasion. There's going to be salesmanship. There's going to be negotiation. And so that even amongst friends, everything is business. Business is happening at all times, at all places, everywhere. So um, business is seems to be everything. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Business is everything. And the more you know, the better off you are, I think, especially when it comes to the application of the knowledge. Okay, this one's from Jazz. I just got an online job a few days ago. And I want to tell them I want to quit. How do I? You got an online job if you and you want to quit? You got an online job a few days. Fucking send them an email. You fucking crazy girl. You got an online job a few days ago and you wanted to you fucking send an email. Good God. They would be happy to lose you with this fucking stupid question. Jesus. You know, it's funny. It reminds me. Uh, I got a job one time. I thought it was going to be a cool job. Uh, I don't even know the name of the job. It was like a... It was in a jewelry store at Ala Moana. Ala Moana is, uh, uh, I don't know if it's the world's largest outdoor mall, but I think it's like top five. It might be the world's largest or America's largest outdoor mall. Um, it's like, you know, a block from the beginning of Waikiki. It's a huge mall. A lot of tourists go there. They have shows on the weekends. Um, a lot of local restaurants. There's some bars there. Uh, nice little spot to hang out, get a coffee, um, do some shopping, whatever. Get something to eat. I like it. I go there often. Um, yeah, so I got a job at Ala Moana in, uh, in a jewelry store or like a watch store or something. I forget. It was so long ago. And I was dressed in a suit and I had like this clicker in my hand. And every time somebody would come in, I'd press the clicker, <laughs> right? And it's like one, two, three, click, click, click. If like if three people walked in at once, and like an hour or two hours in, I said I can't do this. There's no way I can do this for eight hours. Uh, but I ended up doing it for eight hours, and at the end of the shift, when the store closes, you gotta walk uh, the girls back to and they spoke Japanese and English because a lot of uh, customers were uh, people from Japan so at the end of the night you gotta walk the girls back to the car make sure they get to their car safely you know because they get robbed or you know something bad happens um, but I was so young that in my stupid head uh, I had like somehow uh, negotiated to myself that I could kind of get lucky with this girl as I walk her to her car, right? I was a fucking young pervert. So, uh, I made a move. Like, I was like, yeah, you know, I started talking to her and, you know, like, you know, I was dressed up in this suit and I felt good and I felt like I looked good, right? What did they say? Uh, look good, feel good, perform good, right? That's the three. So... And she just thought I was an absolute creep or something. And she was like, oh, this fucking guy started on his first day. And he's, you know, being super uh, forward with me and, like, wants my number and all this shit. And she shut me down, you know, rightfully so. I was young and she was much older. So uh, I deserved it. And I, I turned in the suit and all that stuff the next day. And I said, there's no way I can do that job. You don't pay me enough and the girls hate me. So <laughs> that's how I felt about that I fucking quit on the first day. So if you don't like your job, Jazz, you fucking quit, bro. Girl, sister, whatever. Um, yeah, if you don't like something, quit. Um, but if you like something, stay. Like, there's a job right now I have that doesn't pay very well, but I like it. I, I work with friends all day, and I go to lunch, and we eat whatever we want, and 
we chill and we talk story and we catch up and like I work with my brothers I feel like brothers and sisters so the job uh, you know when the pay is shit but the but the environment is good to me it's worth it stay Adams what country outside your continent would you like to visit so I've been to every continent but two I haven't been to Antarctica I'm gonna go fucking mark my words I'm gonna go it's expensive to get there but I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm gonna set aside the money um, I will be in a I'm pretty good financially right now but I will be in a much better position at the end at the start of the next fiscal year so uh, I know you can only cut uh, go through the Drake Passage the Drake Passage is one of the paths to get to Antarctica um, one of the most dangerous spots on planet Earth to cut through. Uh, and I am going to roll that dice. It's just a matter of when. Uh, but it's upwards of 10000 goddamn dollars to get there. And I would drop that money to get there. So, to answer your question, I want to go to Antarctica. But I also haven't been to Africa. That's the two continents I haven't been to. I've been to North America, South America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. So I got five of seven. I have to hit the other two. Um, yeah, I would like to go to Antarctica first, um, but I, I want to make sure my life is a lot more simplistic before I head there. Uh, so right now I would say Africa, um, Southern Africa, preferably or Western Africa. I probably would go to Morocco. I'd go to, um, Uganda, I'd probably do a safari in Zimbabwe or any of the southern countries. Uh, Tanzania, I'd check out Tanzania. I'd check out Cape Town. Uh, South Africa as well, so. Yeah, Africa would be kind of cool. Egypt as well, if they kind of like settled down and shit got a lot safer, but. Uh, yeah, Africa for sure. Intest in intertestines. That's a weird name. Okay, if Dr. Ford was in fact sexually assaulted by Kavanaugh, why isn't she pursuing additional actions against him now that he's nominated? Ooh, new question. This is bound to be a very controversial post, yes, and so I'm expecting to be downvoted. Downvoted is when uh, people vote you up or down based on popularity of the post or question. But as someone who didn't really follow the whole confirmation process, and as someone who is not associated with either political party, it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that she would go through the trouble slash stress of claiming that she was sexually assaulted by him. But then once he was confirmed, she basically said, oh well, that's okay then. So what is your question? Um, why is she kind of being quiet now? Maybe she's over it. She felt as though she lost. And she just... She looked stressed, man. She looked like she was beaten down and emotionally strewn out. And... Um, I don't envy her, right? Uh, she must have felt as though the world was on her shoulders. So, um, maybe she's just tired of this shit and she wants to go back to her normal life. I mean... Will she ever get a normal life post this? Probably not. But maybe she wants to have as much as possible. Or the conspiracy theory is, you know, that she'll go write a book and go make money off of this, you know, now that she's like a worldwide figure. So, um, I don't know. Nobody knows. Only she knows the answer to your question. Uh, but that's a good question. I don't think uh, you should get downvoted. This is from Carrie Dactyl. Ah, play on words. Should I reject nitrous oxide and my dental visit to avoid telling my dentist about my crush on him? I have massive dental anxiety. My dentist offered laughing gas, which sounds like a perfect solution. However, I have a raging, <laughs> I have a raging crush on my dentist. I really, really don't want to accident tell him while under the influence of nitrous oxide or at all he is an all caps awesome dentist and we have a really pleasant casual dental relationship 
I don't want... Dude, my crazy girl alarm is going off right now. I don't want to do anything weird or embarrassing. I just want to keep my head down and be a good patient. Should I reject the laughing gas? No. I don't know how it normally affects people or if it lowers inhibitions the way alcohol does. Please advise. Thanks in advance. Caridacto, fucking go for it, man. You should never say no to legal drugs that's gonna, you know, put you on la-la land for X amount of time. Um, obviously, you have to get a surgery, I'm assuming here. You don't say what kind of thing you have to go through, but uh, yeah, take the drugs. And, you know, uh, most humans um, are forgiving, right? So... Because we like the comeback story, right? We want to see you come back. So if you say something stupid and you go back in and you apologize or whatever, you feel bad or whatever you feel like you should have said, um, he's gonna be, he's probably used to it, right? He's a fucking dentist, right? He's probably heard the craziest of crazy shits. So uh, I say yes. Um, whatever the fuck comes flying out of your mouth, including your teeth, will be fine. He's used to it. He's probably seen much worse or heard much worse. So I would say relax, get your fucking laughing gas, and everything's gonna be fine. Alright, last one. Six million ways to live. People who post I buy houses signs on intersections, how can you buy all these houses and not be able to afford a sign? That isn't written in Sharpie. <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I never posted a sign. Um, but yeah, I agree. Their signs are ugly. Right? And if you allegedly have money to buy houses, why don't you have money to fucking get a nice sign? So, there's a theory about when the market will crash. And uh, they base it on what is called... The SBI, right? The Sign Bandit Index. When you see a bunch of signs in your neighborhood of people buying houses saying, Hey, I buy houses for cheap or we buy houses or are you looking to sell or whatever you see. All these signs posted on telephone poles or around your neighborhood or whatever. It's indicative of an incoming crash in the housing market. Uh... It's, kind of, it's just a theory right now, um, uh, and it's a good theory, I think, because, you know, everybody's getting and buying and buying and buying, and the banks go, holy fuck, we got too much loans out, let's raise the interest rate, and then people go, okay, let's wait till the interest rate's lower so we can buy, and then housing market goes, goes down because uh, the demand goes down and supply goes up, uh, so yeah. Uh, how can you buy all these houses and not be able to afford a sign? Um, I don't know. Maybe because they slapped it together and put it up. Maybe they're buying so much houses that they're too busy um, to get a nice sign. I don't know. Only they know that. But it's a funny question and a good question. So, alright. That's it for me. Um, I gotta go uh, get up early and I'd like to read... Uh, couple chapters in my book if I can knock it out this early night usually I end at 11 it's 10 30 now so yeah same thing tequila and my coconut water with uh, just regular water and uh, yeah that's been my go-to sponsored by 100% agave tequila not sponsored by anyone fuck your sponsorships I don't know I'm sure I'll get sponsors one day uh, whenever this thing gets more than I, I don't know this is fun for me, and I enjoy it, so. Uh, money's not really an issue right now, and I'm sure there'll be a way I can hook people up uh, based on numbers in the future and or um, however I decide to do this thing. Episode number 12, in the books. Thanks for listening. Uh, love everyone. Blah, blah, blah. Ed Dupas, Promised Land. Good night.
keeping score But it's just you and me And the dreams we choose to dream forevermore You have been burned out on the news Been turning inside out and going deep You find those things that stand so still promise to fulfill Just one more lost soul learning how to be But it's a long way down When the sky gets dark and the wind is cold Reach out Take a hand Try once more if you can We can't walk Together into the promised land Cause I've been hearing a new song From town to town, job to job and heart to heart And it seems so far to go But it's closer than you know Start opening doors and find out where they go Cause it's a long way down When the sky gets dark and the wind is cold Reach out, take a hand Try once more if you can We can't walk together We can all together into the promised land. Yes, we can all together.